and welcome to Emma's ESL English. I just realized I recorded a whole bit and I didn't record any of it, so <laughs> we're back again. So today I'm doing a reading and it is one of my favorite books. Can you guess who the author is? I'm reading this book today, The We Free Men from Terry Pratchett. This was my very first ever Terry Pratchett book that I read. Some of you will remember last year I read something from The Wintersmith. That's a couple of books on from this. So this is the very first Tiffany Aching book. In this book, Tiffany is just nine years old and she has decided very, very recently that she's going to be a witch. She's never met a witch. <laughs> she doesn't know what witches are or what they do, but this is the decision she has made. <laughs> and today... She's babysitting her little brother, who is a toddler and a very annoying one at that. I'm going to read from this and I'm going to talk about it tomorrow. Oh, just a heads up. There are some creatures in here, a kind of fairy. They're about six inches tall. They have mostly blue skin. We don't know whether it's all tattoos or if they actually have blue skin. They have wild red hair. They wear kilts. The accent is a very strong Glaswegian-ish kind of an accent and the words are Scottish words so you won't understand those so don't get upset if you don't understand some of this I'll explain it tomorrow <laughs> okay here we go Tiffany Aching was lying on her stomach by the river tickling trout she liked to hear them laugh it came up in bubbles a little way away where the riverbank became a sort of pebble beach her little brother Wentworth was messing around with a stick and almost certainly making himself sticky. Anything could make Wentworth sticky. Washed and dried and left in the middle of a clean floor for five minutes, Wentworth would be sticky. It didn't seem to come from anywhere. He just got sticky. But he was an easy child to mind, provided you stopped him eating frogs. There was a small part of Tiffany's brain that wasn't too certain about the name Tiffany. She was nine years old and felt that Tiffany was going to be a hard name to live up to. Besides, she decided only last week that she wanted to be a witch when she grew up, and she was certain that Tiffany just wouldn't work. People would laugh. Another larger part of Tiffany's brain was thinking of the word susurrus. It was a word that not many people have thought about, ever. As her fingers rubbed the trout under its chin, she rolled the word around and around in her head. Susurrus. According to her grandmother's dictionary, it meant a low, soft sound as of whispering or muttering. Tiffany liked the taste of the word. It made her think of mysterious people in long cloaks whispering important secrets behind a door. Susurrus, susurrus, susurrus. She'd read the dictionary all the way through. No one told her you weren't supposed to. As she thought about this, she realized that the happy trout had swum away. But something else was in the water, only a few inches from her face. It was a round basket, no bigger than half a coconut shell, coated with something to block up the holes and make it float. A little man, only six inches high, was standing up in it. He had a mass of untidy red hair, into which a few feathers, beads and bits of cloth had been woven. 
He had red beard, which was pretty much as bad as the hair. The rest of him that wasn't covered in blue tattoos was covered in a tiny kilt. And he was waving a fist at her and shouting, Cribbins, gang away out to here, you daft wee henny. We're a green head. And with that, he pulled at a little piece of string that was hanging over the side of the boat and a second red-headed man surfaced, <gasps> gulping air. Need time for fishing, said the first man, hauling him aboard. The green head's coming. Cribbins, said the swimmer, water pouring off him. It's Oski. And with that, he grabbed one very small oar and with rapid back and forth movements, made the basket speed away. Excuse me, shouted Tiffany. Are you fairies? But there was no answer. The little round boat had disappeared in the reeds. Probably not, Tiffany decided. Then, to her dark delight, there was a susurrus. There was no wind, but the leaves on the alder bushes by the riverbank began to shake and rustle. So did the reeds. They didn't bend, they just blurred. Everything blurred, as if something had picked up the world and was shaking it. The air fizzed. People whispered behind closed doors. The water began to bubble just under the bank. It wasn't very deep here. It would only have reached Tiffany's knees if she'd paddled. But it was suddenly darker and greener and somehow much deeper. She took a couple of steps backwards just before long skinny arms fountained out of the water and clawed madly at the bank where she had been. For a moment, she saw a thin face with long, sharp teeth, huge, round eyes and dripping green hair like waterweed. And then the thing plunged back into the depth. By the time the water closed over it, Tiffany was already running along the bank to the little beach where Wentworth was making frog pies. She snatched up the child just as a stream of bubbles came round the curve in the bank. Once again, the water boiled, the green-haired creature shot up, and the long arms clawed at the mud. Then it screamed and dropped back into the water. I want to go toilets, screamed Wentworth. Tiffany ignored him. She was watching the river with a thoughtful expression. I'm not scared at all, she thought. How strange. I ought to be scared, but I'm just angry. I mean, I can feel the scared like a red hot ball, but the angry isn't letting it out. When he wanna 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 go toilets, Wentworth shrieked. Gone then, said Tiffany absentmindedly. The ripples were still sloshing against the bank. There was no point telling anyone about this. Everyone would just say, what an imagination the child has, if they were feeling in a good mood, or don't tell stories if they weren't. She was still very angry. How dare a monster turn up in the river? Especially one so, so ridiculous. Who did it think she was? 
This is Tiffany walking back home. Start with the boots. They are big and heavy boots, much repaired by her father, and they belonged to various sisters before her. She wore several big pairs of socks to keep them on. They are big. Tiffany sometimes feels she is nothing more than a way of moving boots around. Then there is the dress. It has been owned by many sisters before her and has been taken up, taken out, taken down and taken in by her mother so many times that it really ought to have been taken away. But Tiffany rather likes it. It comes down to her ankles and whatever colour it had been to start with, it's now a milky blue, which is, incidentally, exactly the same colour as the butterflies skittering beside the path. Then there is Tiffany's face, light pink with brown hair and brown eyes, nothing special. Her head might strike anyone watching as being just slightly too big for the rest of her, but perhaps she'd grow into it. And then go further up and further until the track becomes a ribbon and Tiffany and her brother, two little dots, and there is her country. They call it the chalk. Green downlands roll under the hot midsummer sun. From here, the flocks of sheep, moving slowly, drift over the short turf like clouds on a green sky. Here and there, sheepdogs speed over the turf like comets. And then, as the eyes pull back, it is a long green mound, lying like a great whale on the world. Okay, I hope you enjoyed that. If you would like to start reading Discworld, I really would suggest starting here with the We Free Men. It is a little bit easier to access than some of the other Discworld books, which have a lot more fantasy elements to it. However, this does have some small Scottish men in it. So <laughs> I'm really curious to know how their words and <laughs> them in general have been translated into other languages. I would be very curious. Okay, let me know if you have any questions. I will be analyzing this tomorrow on the podcast. See you later. Bye.